Welcome to the Embodied Rider podcast. My name is Julika Valentina and I'm an expert for trauma and neurocentered bodywork for horse riders. Have you experienced situations with your horse where your emotions, mindset or body was in the way and you would have wished for a solution? Then this is the perfect podcast for you. Welcome to the final part of the Working Atmosphere mini-series. Today we're going to talk about being authentic. So being authentic to me really means to know yourself well and to know your horse. So I think as owners and riders of a horse, we probably know the horse best better than the vet does and better than a friend does and probably better than the trainer does. So at the end, we are really responsible for creating a good working atmosphere. And this working atmosphere can be created according to your guidelines. So you're the boss, you decide what puzzle you're searching for, what is your aim, what is your main goal with your horse. And according to that, you can decide on which parts of a puzzle the two of you need to work on and you can decide where to spend your time. And well, sometimes really we need to allow learning to be a lifelong journey and probably we also need to allow ourselves to use trial and error as a strategy when there is no obvious solution working. Really follow your gut feeling, follow your intuition, follow what seems to be the correct thing to do to you. And um, I have a little story where, well, it's years ago, and nowadays I can say that actually was very helpful and I learned a lot from it. Even in that very moment, I felt quite helpless and overwhelmed and I didn't really know. And I was a bit overwhelmed by my own feelings and emotions in that moment. It is years ago that I had a training session with my pony. And I remember well in that session, um, it was all about shoulder in and there was a moment where my trainer said to me, Julika, you know, now you really need to increase pressure. And you need to do it now. And in that very moment, I couldn't do it. I just, I I kind of got into this freeze and I just dropped everything And I just said, I I can't do it. Sorry, what you're asking me for. Uh, I can't do it. And I said, well, I can't do it because I can't feel it. So um, she explained it to me again, um, why she thought it would make sense to increase pressure and that she wasn't satisfied with the outcome and with the offer um, my pony did. Um, So it was all about the shoulder in and she said, well, um, she could have done more um, with her inner hind and she could have engaged more and she could have been in more flow. 
and in another position and um, on a technical perspective I knew that what she was saying was like the weak spots of my pony so I technically agreed kind of on her feedback I I somehow knew that that yes um, she was kind of right but even if I felt after the explanation and after we talked about it that that on a technical perspective she was right I still said to her well but you know I I still cannot do it <laughs> because I can't feel it in that very moment I it doesn't feel authentic to me to do it and she said to me well you know there's there's only a sense in us continuing training if you do what I'm saying because that's that's the setting and if I tell you this is the point in time where you have to increase pressure you just have to do it because I know better than you and I know that's kind of a there needs to be kind of a setting in teaching where where one has kind of the say but to me, especially in the topic of pressure and using a stick um, or using your leg aids or a rain aid in an increased pressure, to me, it really is important that I can feel that I need to do it because only then I feel I can do it with love and I can do it in a good way because I have a clear intention and I know exactly what, I was, what I'm looking for. So back then, actually, I, I stopped the session. I walked away. I said, well, you know, um, if we can't really talk about this and you cannot understand what I'm on about and you cannot understand that I only use pressure when I feel it's good to use pressure because I can authentically incorporate kind of that feeling of power and... Um, then, then really I, I just want to end the session for now. And I remember that I, I was very overwhelmed by emotions and, and I, felt, um, I, I felt so close to my pony in that moment of, of listening to my gut feeling and, and just trusting my own inner guidelines and accepting that to me there was kind of a border there was a point reached where I really didn't want to go any further but also it took me years to understand that this experience really was life-changing somehow because I, I really like my horses to have autonomy but autonomy to me really doesn't mean that the horse is allowed to do whatever the horse likes to do. Um, so I'm still having a say in our sessions. But if I feel like the horse says no to something, I know and, and my pony knows that, that she is allowed to say no and that I will listen to it. And there might be moments where I feel I need to increase pressure to make my point very clear and to to ask something challenging maybe 
Um, but I, if I'm in that moment truly connected to myself and, and truly in that present moment, I feel that I'm very authentic and my body language and my focus is, is very clear and understandable to the horse. So it feels like it's, it's more fair to the horse to do it this way. So to me, it, it truly feels good. And I can use pressure and I can increase pressure and feel good at the same time, but only when it's authentic. So to me, that's, that's a huge difference. Because horses are really professionals in mindfulness. They're professionals to be in the present moment and to read body language and even to smell neurochemicals of your body language. And they know exactly if you're authentic about something and you really, every cell in your body really wants the horse to do this or if there is hesitation. Um, so I feel it's good to be very authentic while being with horses because that makes our communication very clear. And I think clear communication gives the horses support and security. And horses being prey animals, I feel it's very important to support them with some um, with some good working atmosphere where they don't have to be afraid and, and where they feel safe. So they can relax into the safe position knowing that, that you know exactly what you're on about. So to me, good riding and fine riding really is a mixture of focus and feel, of being on and off, of talking and then shutting up and listen, and maybe even a mixture of tension and relaxation. So I really like to use impulses for my riding, which means there is a quick question and then I hope for a quick answer. And um, there is a very nice exercise, I call it the thumb exercise, which makes the focus and feel part of it more clear. So if you want to join, feel free to do so. So I would like you to bring your arm up in front of you and then put your thumb out and really focus on your thumb. And the more you focus on your thumb, you probably see little marks and you become aware of how the skin looks like and the nail and probably you didn't look at your thumb in that detail for quite a while. Um, so you get a lot of information about your thumb. Um, but can you feel at the same time how this being focused on one thing only really um, makes you kind of tensed in your body? So become aware that your breathing becomes quite narrow and that your body becomes quite stiff because you need all the concentration, all the effort to, to focus on your thumb and to concentrate on it really. 
Um, so when this happens to us in riding, I feel that we get stuck, for example, in the moment of correction. So if we look for a correction um, and we ask a question, and if, if we don't manage to shut up and listen and to release again after we had asked the horse to do something, we sometimes get stuck in a situation where we get very focused on one goal and then the prize gets very high to actually reach that goal because the more focused we are, the more narrow we get and not only in our mindset but in our body and we become stiff and to the horse maybe it's even more complicated to give us the correct answer because the side effects of being so focused are quite high. So now I would like you to switch into what I call soft eyes. So make sure your thumb is still up in front. And now see if you can change your eyes so you see all the surroundings and your thumb might get a little bit blurry and see if you can become soft in your eyes and become aware of what is around you. And maybe while doing that, you can feel how it's possible in your body to stay soft and listening and open and how your breathing can stay deep and relaxed. And that would be very valuable for riding, wouldn't it? So riding to me really is a mixture of focus and feel and... Connecting this to the topic of being authentic, I feel um, it's really important to stay authentic when you're switched on and you're talking to the horse and to have a focus and to have an aim and to have it in a picture of what you're on about. And then at the same time, when you go into the soft eyes and you let go, you listen, you feel, you go into relaxation. Um, at the same time, not to lose your goal. So not to be kind of floating away um, in harmony, but to stay kind of focused on your inner picture, on your aim, even if you can, on the outside, really relax your body and mindset. So to me, um, being authentic really means to stay within your body, to stay calm in your mind, to stay listening, but also to know exactly what you want, to have a clear plan and to have very clear communication. But most important, to really trust your gut feeling. And whoever gives you advice, if that's a trainer or a friend, or just someone behind the fence, just make sure that before following, you first feel of um, and become aware of how it actually would feel to you to follow the advice. And if that would be a good ingredient to your working atmosphere or a good ingredient to your riding. So just really trust your intuition. 
So I hope you have enjoyed this five part series and you think differently maybe about making breaks and allowing your horse to make mistakes because you know you enable learning and that you take the nervous system into account and the sympathetic nervous system activation and the parasympathetic nervous system activation because horses being prey animals they really um, depend on us and on our knowledge and our wisdom and our good intuition to feel safe being with us working with us and doing things for us so I hope you learned something and that it has made a little change to your life and to the style of riding and working with your horse. I hope you have enjoyed our talks and I'm happy to hear from you and well looking forward um, to be back soon. Bye!